Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Los Angeles friendos, join Going In Raw as we go live on stage with Wrestling With Regrets' Brian Zane September 24th at the Nerdist Showroom in L.A. The link to tickets is in the description. This is Charlotte, and you're watching Going In Raw. That sounds terrible. What's up? This is the most musty WWE superstar of all time and his lovely, gorgeous wife. <laughs> and you are Going In Raw. What's up? It's your girl, Sasha Banks, legit boss, and you are watching Going In Raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. Oh, baby, I like it raw. And you are tuned in to Going In Raw right now. How you doing? Hey, Brendo Steve here. And Larson. Yeah, welcome to Going In Raw View, the place here on YouTube.com forward slash Steve Larson, where we review old things, old videos. And this one, in this episode, we've got a particularly old person in uh, in this show, Ric Flair. Yeah. Who uh, was uh, on an episode of Raw, January 16, 2006, when he took on Edge in a TLC match. Ric Flair's first ever TLC match. That's right, and he bled a lot. Of course, oop, I gotta get this. Of course, this is in honor of the book that Ric Flair and Charlotte Flair have coming out soon, Second Nature. Uh, and we're giving away a copy of this book. Two copies, in fact. Two copies. Uh, and all you guys gotta do is hit us up on the Twitter, at RealGoingInRaw, with uh, a piece of artwork showing off your favorite Ric Flair and or Charlotte Flair moments. Yes. Yeah. It's signed, and apparently I saw a tweet from Charlotte uh, earlier today, I believe, where she said the signed copies of this are running out. These are hot items right here. We have you. two of them to give away yeah. to our viewers, our friendos out there. Good book, too. I, I haven't finished or anything. Yeah. I finished books. When you're done with it, I would like to read it, please. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. Um, as you said, art contest. Mm-hmm. Can be a drawing, a painting, a, a poem. Video, original song. Fan fiction. Performance art. Yeah, something. 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 Yeah. Come to our house. And perform a live rendition of a Ric Flair thing. I don't know. Don't do that. Um, and so that's very exciting. We've already gotten a couple pieces of artwork in. Very exciting. And uh, and then next week, at the end of this show, we'll let you know what we're going to review next week. Yes. We put this week's episode of Raw, or this, this week's decision, up to our $10 and up patrons. Stephen Larson. I'm sorry. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Um, and they voted on them. We offered this one up. We offered uh, the Shy Town Rumble from '89. Yes. And then we also offered up 
his last match. Oh, yeah, his, his retirement match. match. Yeah, his retirement match with HBK at WrestleMania 24. Yeah. Um, and they voted on this one. It was an episode of Raw from 2006 with a hell of a match to finish things off. But it's always fun to go back and look at a random Raw from back in the day and see where the company was. Yes. At the time. So this uh, episode of Raw was about two weeks after Edge cashed in the very first Money in the Bank contract mm-hmm. on John Cena yeah. following Elimination Chamber match at uh, New Year's Revolution. Right. This uh, was the week after Edge and Lita's famous or infamous, depending on one's perspective, mm. live sex Hot. show. Hot live sex show. Of um, course. That live sex that show. That was interrupted by Ric Flair. Yes. Exactly. Uh, Ric Flair was the Intercontinental Champion at this time. Correct. That was really cool. Um, and they made a big deal about him potentially winning his 17th uh, World Championship. In North Carolina, Flair Country. Yeah, that's and right. And who was sitting ringside for the show? A young lady named Ashley Flair. And, uh, of course, that's Charlotte. And they made a big... I mean, they, they, they featured her pretty prominently. Hey, Ric Flair's kids are right here. And they even gave her a little lower third... Babyface Ashley, probably a teenager at the time, I'd imagine, um, rooting on for her dad. It was very cute. It was mm-hmm. very adorable. Mm-hmm. And it makes, makes you wonder, I wonder if you ever thought, seeing the old man up there just head covered in blood by the end of this match, climbing up a ladder, she ever thought, hmm, something I want to do down the line. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something to ask her if we ever get the chance. Yes. Um, but anyway, the, the the show kicked off with an Edge promo. He, him and Lita came down. They looked like a million bucks. Edge was a fantastic heel. And the thing about Edge as a heel, I think it would have been huge even today. Oh, yeah. I mean, granted, this is only 11 years ago. But um, he was so damn entertaining. He was. It would have been really difficult, I think, for him to maintain a heel status. Oh, yeah. I think it probably was back then. I think... Well, I think he was healed for a little while. Oh, I know, but I think people, I feel like people were appreciating his work yeah, as a heel. He had all that stank on him from the Lita Matt Hardy thing. People were really upset about that. When they know that for reals, like that kind of stuff, there's like, you know, that went down, they're not going to be happy with that. Yeah. So that got him a lot of heel heat, but he was so damn entertaining. Lita looked like a million bucks, and uh, he was out there to continue. He said, you know, a lot of people were offended that Lita was stripping down to her bare essentials. Bare essentials. That's what he said. That was great. But, but he wanted to continue their live sex celebration. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so he said, I want Lita to finish me off. So gross. So he asked for a chair. Like, half the time I feel like Edge just was just trying not to laugh. Oh, yeah. You know? Definitely. So he asked for a chair. Joey Styles, you can hear him under his breath say, why does he get a chair, Jerry? And he says, King, what's the chair yeah, for? Yeah, King, what's the chair for? So uh, so he sits in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lita starts to give him a lap dance. All of a sudden, they, they queued up some Red Shoe, uh, Red Shoe Diaries. Red Shoe Diaries music. Yeah. Music. Like Zalman King was producing the segment. <laughs> Zalman King. That is so obscure. <laughs> that is so obscure. Red Shoes Diary. Remember who was in Red Shoes Diary? David Duchovny. David Duchovny. That's he weird. was in the original movie. Although I guess And then he not... was he was like the narrator of the series. Yeah, right, right, right. right. Was, he was still doing that while he was doing X-Files, wasn't he, for a while? There's a little crossover. There might have been some cross. I think there might have been some crossover there. But then he became like a huge star with the X-Files, and he had to stop doing that. And then he started doing Californication after that, so it made perfect sense. And then I think, didn't he like... He had a, he had a, a real sex addiction. I yeah, think. That's, yeah. Well, that's what Taylor Leone said, is yeah. that his ex-wife said that. So, man loves having sex. What do you want? So, anyways, during this uh, 
part two of their live sex celebration. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle comes out, the new world heavyweight champion, Kurt Angle, who had just yeah. won that belt, I guess, in the previous SmackDown during a battle royal. And the only the only person who got stripped down in their bare essentials was Edge took his shirt off. Lita took Edge's shirt off. Nobody got down to their bare essentials. That's what you really wanted to see. Pretty much. So Kurt Angle comes out, and he challenges Edge to a title unification match. Yeah, because WWE Kurt title Angle versus World Heavyweight Champion. Kurt Angle had just won uh, on SmackDown. Yeah, I already mentioned it. Oh, he did. Mm-hmm. Do we know why? Like, how was that belt vacated? What was the I think because Batista got hurt, they said. Oh, okay. I think that's what it was. All right. So anyways, Edge says, that's a great idea, but no. And then uh, Edge gets a German suplex from Kurt Angle. Out comes Vince. Mm-hmm. And he says, there will be no unification match tonight yeah. because Kurt Angle is already scheduled to take on Shawn Michaels. Yes. He said, there will be a stipulation in that match. If HBK loses, his contract will be terminated. Yeah, Vince had some hard-on against uh, HBK. I know, because this WrestleMania that was coming up, it would be their street fight. Oh, okay. All right. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the genesis of that was, though. I don't know. I was McMahon upset with... Uh, was the street fight the God versus... The God versus uh, the Devil match or whatever it was. Remember when HBK was like, I've got God on my side. And then no, 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 no. It was supposed to be a tag match. Oh, okay. Remember that? It was supposed to be a tag yeah. match where, where HBK had oh, God in his HBK corner. HBK came down to the, uh, to, for the Undertaker match as like heaven guy. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Vince was going to tag team against God or something. Yeah. yeah okay. I'm and gonna, HBK. I'm going to fight God. Yeah, anyway, so that match happened first. Um, the fourth match, my understanding, between Kurt Angle and Shawn Michaels. Of course, they had a really great WrestleMania match. And again, like, this was kind of crazy. Like, Raw opened, like, A, with, you know, almost a sex show, but B, two Kurt, Hall of Famers. Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels in a terrific match. Two of the best ever. I mean, it had a wonky finish. Yeah, that was apparently weird. Daivari was uh, Kurt Angle's manager at the time. Yeah. Something tells me Kurt Angle was heel right before this. Yeah. Okay. And then, this and then he won the belt, went to Raw, challenged heel edge, and so they needed to justify or solidify the face turn. Mm-hmm. So they had this weird finish to what it was otherwise a really good match. Yeah, no, it was a fantastic match. They gave it lots of room to breathe. It was a really long match. Um, and the finish saw uh, Angle... Uh, get HBK into the ankle lock. Mm-hmm. Um, and as he did that, Davari uh, grabbed a chair and was dicking around with the ref. And uh, Shawn Michaels started tapping out, but the ref yeah. didn't see it because Davari was dicking around with the ref. Yeah, the ref was trying to pull the chair away from Davari. Kurt realized what's going on, goes to Davari, and is like, what are you doing? Yeah. Just then the ref pulls the chair, hits Kurt. Shawn rolls him up, gets the win. Angle mm-hmm. and Davari are arguing. And then Davari slaps Angle in the face. Yeah. Angle doesn't like this. Yeah. And he proceeds to beat him up a little bit. And then Angle slam him out of the ring, ring over the top rope. He looked like he just dumped him like a pilot, like a bag of trash. That he had no interest in what happened to that bag of trash. Because he just, he dumped it and then just thought. Yeah, didn't even look back. Yeah, didn't even look back. These days, you know, any wrestler would be like, oh, oh, God, what did I do? Oh, ref, come over here. No, not this. I know the ref would run out of the ring. Not face Kurt Angle. I mean, kayfabe, uh, Ric Flair wrestled main event with a concussion. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Eesh. Next, Maria Kanellis. A decidedly less commanding Maria Kanellis that we very see much today. Very much so. You know, like back, like, in, what was it, 11 years ago, she was very much the doe-eyed... You know, it's like the timbre of her voice was completely different. Yeah, I know. These days, she's like all like woman in charge and stuff. You know, she's world traveled now. Yes, she went on her excursion. Yes, after this, um, she's interviewing Chris Masters. 
The masterpiece. No, yeah, yeah, the masterpiece. Yeah, the master of the master lock. See, now it's weird when you say Chris Masters. I know him from as my Chris Adonis. From my GFW reviews as Chris Adonis. He looked. He looked the exact. I'll give him this though. He looks pretty much the exact same these days. He still talks with a voice that sounds like he's talking. Is he as bulky now as he was? Then? No, no, no. Besides okay. that, okay. I'm besides that. Nowadays, he's massive. Nowadays, he's like it's. He's got kind of a weird bulky body. He's bulky in areas, but back then, dude, his his tra- like what are these traps? Traps, yeah. Crazy. When I was watching it and he was doing his promo, I was looking at his pecs, his chest muscles, and I was like, they cover up the top of his biceps. Yeah, they're I know. So large. I know. They're crazy. Yeah, no, that was the thing, and that was the thing, and I think it was like during his run, I seem to remember, I could be wrong about this, I just seem to remember it was kind of during his run that, I don't know if it was when they instituted the wellness policy, or he failed the test of some sort that they already had, I don't know, and then he went away and he came back like sort of deflated, because I think he might have had to get off something, and I don't know if that's the case, maybe he just... Maybe he wanted to turn around his diet. I like to give people the benefit of the yeah. doubt. I haven't researched it. I don't know if he's ever commented The wellness it. policy uh, was initiated February 2006, so about five months prior to the show. February of 2006? Yeah. This was J- July. Uh, oh, this sorry. Was right after. Sorry. sorry. So, yeah, it was. It was like, and I remember, I kind of remember, like, he was one of the first people I think popped for the wellness, but look it up real quick. See if that's the case. Because I seem to remember him leaving and then coming back and him being, like, deflated physically. And it was just kind of oddball. And at that point, I think they stopped doing, like, the... The master lock the thing, yeah. Here, I'm trying to yeah. skim through here real quick. And, yeah, because he, he was talking about in this thing, he said he wanted to be um, the, the youngest uh, Royal Rumble winner. Yeah, well, on November 2nd, 2007... He had a second violation of the wellness policy. That's 2007. That was more than a year later. Okay. That was the second one. Yeah, I'm trying to find the first one. So he had had a first one at some point. Oh, uh, here we go. Oh. Uh, um, he returned August 28th. I guess that would have to be... Oh, and it said there, along with less muscle mass. Yeah, leaner and meaner. Yeah. He grew a goatee. So evidently, they popped him for a wellness violation. I'm, I'm just speculating that maybe we're like, dude... This thing, the stuff that you're on, you can't use that anymore. Yeah. So that would cause him to alter. Oh, here we go. Here it is. Um, uh, Masters pursued intercontinental champion after leaving several months to go to drug rehab due to an addiction to painkillers. Oh, okay. All right. Well, there you go. Well, maybe. I mean, I have no idea. I don't know. Anyways, he came back much different, and now he's. I mean, he looks healthier now. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's good. It's not really healthy when you look that. Yeah. Exact, yeah. You know? so there's, there's such a thing as as too muscular. I mean, those kind of guys that look like that, you, it's like, okay, fast forward 20 years and your heart explodes. You I know. know. I mean, I, I remember, I think it was the ride-along with the New Day when Big E was talking about him wanting to not always be 300 pounds. He's like, dude, my heart's going to explode one day. Yeah. You know? It's just when you're that bulky. I know. Um, it's just not good for your body. Um, but anyways, I, I'll say this. I mean, it's kind of obvious that Chris Masters is probably kind of the guy that Vince McMahon saw and sort of started getting erection. You know, it's, oh, look at those muscles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to be a huge star. Uh, that being said, he wasn't all just muscle. Like, he was decent on the mic. You could yeah. talk on the mic. Yeah, he was okay. He had, like, the he had the arrogant thing down pretty good. It's just, I think, when when his initial presentation was... Look at me, I'm so big. 
and then you deflate, that sort of kills what your gimmick was yeah. a little bit. Yeah. His packaging, though, was fantastic. It really was when he came out and did the posing and stuff. Yeah, in the, in the robe or cape, whatever yeah, it was. Yeah, the cape thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I always the music that. was good. Uh, anyways, he had he, he was, at the time, he was doing his Master Lock Challenge. Yes. Um, but he was also involved in some stuff with Carlito. They were going back to uh, the, uh, I guess it was Elimination Chamber was the previous. Oh, it, it, was, right. it was it was a New Year's Revolution. Yeah, yeah. And so he, Chris Masters, and Carlito were teaming up against Cena during that match. Yeah. Um, Carlito swerved uh, Masters mm-hmm. um, while Masters had Cena in the Master Lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the genesis of their beef. Right. It's funny, though, too, how, like, so Kurt Angle, even during his promo with Edge, referred to John Cena already at this point as like like John Cena's virtually unstoppable. Yeah. Even back then, two thousand six. Yeah. Like still John Cena was like, you know, that was the standard of, oh, can you beat John Cena? Yeah. And so that set up like the biggest master lock challenge. Um which after a, a, a backstage segment between Trish Stratus and Ashley, which featured um, Mickey James. A young Mickey James, that's right. She was doing her crazy fan of Trish Stratus thing. That was sort of putting Ashley. Uh, that was sort of off putting to Ashley. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of cleavage back then. There was still Ashley. Virtually came out in like lingerie. Yeah, like schoolgirl lingerie. You know, she was one of the winners of the Divas search, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, John Cena then came out for the Master Lock Challenge, and again a chairman appearance. <laughs> Another this time it was not for anybody to strip down to their bare essentials. No, it was for John Cena to sit in while Chris Masters applied the master lock. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me when so you know the master lock channel. Chris, it's a full Nelson. He, he puts on the full Nelson, and then the guy's supposed to get out of it. He's supposed yeah. to break, you know, the, the master lock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so he's before like, they pass out. He's like sort of ragdolling him a little bit, and it's just like you can see Cena like moving. Like himself with it to yeah. try to emphasize it. It reminded me of like uh, on Star Trek when like the ship would like you know be turbulent, know, would be turbulence or whatever, and everybody would just start moving around. Oh, like I know, that. I know. It they, reminded me of that. They would just move the camera. A yeah, little bit. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and the whole time Cena's just trying to lower his arms. So if, he, <laughs> yeah. if he can lower his arms, he can break the Master Master master's lock. grip and thus break the Master Lock the Challenge master lock. or the Master exactly. Lock. He could win the Master Lock Challenge. He could be the yeah. first. Uh, then Edge comes out with his title. And uh, starts taunting Cena while he's in the Master Lock Challenge, and uh, eventually Edge gets fed up because it seems like it seems like that's that's just giving. Wait, what did you say? Edge? No, Edge just came right into him with the belt right as Cena was about to break free. Well, no, there was there was a build up to it though. Edge comes out and he starts like taunting Cena. Oh, with the belt. And sorry, Cena's yeah, yeah, yeah. Pissed off. Yeah, sorry. And he's like, it seems like he's getting so mad that he's about to break the Master Lock, and then, and then Edge hits him with the belt. Yeah. Before that happens, Edge hits him with the belt, and Cena's busted open in a really weird cut. Because, like, by the end of it, like, the blood had come down here and, like, pulled under his eyes. So oh, it gave strange. this really, really, like, disturbing, like, he looked like he was bleeding out of his eyes. It was like the blood pattern was really weird. Was weird. Yeah, it was creepy. Um, so yeah, but no, we did Oh, sorry. So we did, did we get a Cena promo of any sort? No. Yeah, he just came out with a weird silent Cena doing silent movie gestures. Yeah. So. Next, HBK in the trainer's room. Vince walks up to him and... Tries to talk some trash. Taunts him a little bit. Yeah. It was so weird because, like, to juxtapose this with 2002 when Michaels came back and he was part of the NWO and Vince was saying, oh, you're not going to fight Shawn Michaels. He's an icon. I know. And at this point, like, HBK. Four years like, later, yeah. like, he just can't wait to get rid of HBK. I know. I'm like, 
He is an icon. He's like a... He's a showstopper. He's, he's a main show, eventer. He's Mr. WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah and WrestleMania is right around the corner. So HBK leaves, mm-hmm. and then Vince goes up to Ric Flair yeah. and starts talking to him, I guess kind of hyping him up or something. Yeah, I guess so. The whole time, Flair didn't say a word. Yeah. Again, strange. It, Michaels didn't say a word yeah. when Vince was talking to him. Again, one of those weird writing things where you need to let the other person say something. I know. To make it feel like an actual I know. human Especially interaction. Flair, one of the greatest promo people in the history of the business. It's just odd to have him not talk. Like, it was odd for Cena to come out and just go, I know. You know? Like, Cena never doesn't have a mic these days. I know. You know? He always has a mic with him. Uh, anyways, enter Candace Michelle. Why anybody ever thought Candace Michelle was a good idea for anything beyond the GoDaddy stuff is beyond me. And it seemed to to bring out just complete, total, all the time, lecherous yeah. Vince. Yeah, it was... And it's so off-putting. <laughs> so, so off-putting. And, like, she was... I don't even remember, like, what the gist of this was. Well, like, she came in, they talked, and then they made arrangements to meet up later or something. Yeah, something like that. Then she wanted him to... She and she, does, to she did a little spin at Vince's behest. Even back then, I remember thinking, this isn't sexy. She really comes off like somebody who's just really slow. You know what I mean? Like, she re- that's, that's, that's what she came off as. I never understood why they brought her in. Like, I'm sorry... I, she she wasn't particularly attractive, and she just came off as super slow. And she was really awful in the ring. And she was terrible. She was terrible in the ring. She was a complete black hole of charisma, and she looked haggard. Like she had deep like lines under her eyes. Look, and I'll I'll talk this kind of crap about guys too. This isn't like a, oh you know look at look at her she's crap. She just, I don't understand it. Yeah. There was really nothing that appealing about her. I mean, they just showed off her cleavage a lot, which I guess is great. But, like, and then Vince is like, oh, oh, doing the, you know, the O face the entire time. Yeah. Wasn't she the one that Vince wanted to, to make out with? Yeah. That was, yeah, that was a, some sort of story from one of the writers. Was, yeah, Vince really wanted different scenarios where he can make out with her on camera. Vince, just keep that stuff off camera. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you can I guess if that's what's so off putting. <laughs> you really want? It just to. really is. I don't know. So, anyways, that led to a six woman tag match with uh, Trish Stratus, then the mm-hmm. Divas title. No, women's title. Women's title. Yeah, okay. it was the old school women's title. Okay, that's right. Because the Divas champion was on SmackDown. Oh yeah, I think you're right about that. I At think a certain they point, did that. each yeah. show had their own. Yeah, yeah, you're belt. right about that. Yeah. So it was Trish, it was Ashley and Mickey James against Victoria, Candice Michelle, and Tori Wilson. And here's the thing, because here's the thing about the Candice Michelle thing. Tori Wilson, beautiful, tons of charisma. Yeah, tons of charisma, and could and could really work in front of a camera. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, she came Trish out to this Stratus. Trish Stratus, classic. Oh yeah, Amazing. Tori Wilson came out to this match carrying a dog. Yeah. <laughs> That's a dog awesome. to ringside. Victoria, good hell wrestler. Of a wrestler. Yeah, hell of a wrestler. Right, tons of charisma. We know Mickey James. Mickey James, great wrestler. Hell of a wrestler. Tons of charisma. Now I'm kind of glad they didn't do any of. They didn't use. I mean, I'm sure they did because Vince was a lech with was lecherous with everybody. But I so I mean I guess I'm okay with Candice Michelle being the one out of those actual talents to be the one that's subjected to Vince's lecherism, if you want to call it that. I don't think that's a real word. I don't think it is either. But. But there was so much actual talent, and then he's doing that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. And the storylines in general were just crap. 
Oh, they were terrible. So uh, Ashley was accidentally knocked off the, the ring apron by Mickey. I think... Uh, no, Mickey was accidentally knocked off sorry, by yeah. Ashley. Sorry, yeah. And Mickey was like really off-put by that because and she so, didn't even want... She thought Ashley was like a third wheel because she was like all into Trish. Trish. Super fan, right? Right, exactly. So Mickey runs in the ring and attacks Ashley. Right. Um, and then Victoria pins Ashley after a widow's peak. Yeah. That was a great move. Oh, that was a fantastic move. Yeah. That was really good. I thought for sure there was going to be a wardrobe malfunction there, though. Because that widow's peak, like you're bent backwards oh, like know, this I in know. a camera angle. It's like, those are coming out. But they didn't. So that was good. Or bad. Next, Carlito. Carlito. He always talks so slow. <laughs> what was he talking about in this promo? Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. But he said, he was. Uh, let's go to the footage of what? Who it was he? probably the uh, Elimination Chamber match. No, 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 no. He spat on somebody because he didn't He didn't think they were cool. Oh, I yeah, who what was, it was it? I should have made note of that. Was it H? No, I don't know who it was. Anyways, he was. Uh, uh, Kane came out after that, and then Kane threw Carlito over the top rope. This is all build up for the Royal Rumble to show that he can eliminate somebody in a Royal Rumble match. This was back when Kane had lyrics to his theme. Yeah, did you notice <laughs> that? Oh, I loved I loved that song too. It was so bad. Some of those songs were so bad, but I loved them. Yeah. This is the fire of the birds. Next, Vince, Vince is backstage. Some uh, some stagehand or PA comes in and says there's a woman waiting outside his office. Yeah. And Vince says, give me a moment um, and then let her in. Yeah. So we go to what would be a commercial break. Come back. Honest, I kind of like this segment. That was pretty funny. Uh uh, Vince says, all right, come on in. So while he's waiting for this woman to come in, he starts to get undressed. Of course, he turns his back to where she's supposed to be entering, and he starts getting it. He unbuttons his shirt. He drops his pants. drops his pants, and he can't really, and he can't help but look to see if anything's going on down there. Cause but his shirt's covering it up. He probably has a thong on. I'm imagining he has a thong on, and, uh, and you know, his shirt's all undone. And then he turns around, and who is it? It's Shelton Benjamin and his mama. Yeah. Um, a big woman, and uh, she is really into Vince, and Vince has shocked look on his face permanently, and she starts talking to him about how, you know, if they want to get together, then she's more than willing, and Shelton Benjamin, but but, but she wants her son to have a match. He wants competition. competition. Exactly, yeah, and so uh, he arranges that. Um, Which was next. Yeah, but that whole segment, I don't know, it made me laugh. Like, Vince's face when he's been, because there's like... He's shocked and appalled, but also a little bit intrigued because <laughs> Vince is a sexual man. <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, it's so it's so old school comedy, like you know the bumbling fool and the hot you know dolt. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, there's there's something to be said for that, but it is by and large off putting. Yeah, you know. I don't know. This is funny. So, anyways, that led to a match between Shelton Benjamin Will. and I was really anxious when I heard his music. I was like, "Ooh, which big show is this going to be? Hairless big show?" No, he had hair. He had hair. So I guess did he shave it in 2004? And I guess yeah. he let it grow back. And he let it grow back, and he probably shaved it again. Yeah, it was Happy Big Show. Yeah, he was happy, and he was one half of the tag champions. Yeah, this, was this during a uh, Jericho show? Was it Jericho? Was it Jericho? Maybe because Jericho was in the opening graphic. I don't, just don't yeah, think he was, was on the show. show so, um, whatever, uh, whoever was his tag team partner, uh, show was involved in a feud with Triple H. Yeah. Oh, was it the tag belt or was it the European belt? 
No, it wasn't. I think it was a tag belt because I, I, I was. I remember thinking, who was he tag team champion with? Well, what was the nature of his feud with Triple H then? Um, I think they mentioned it. They did. I can't remember though. Uh, but anyway, you looked that up. Shelton and Big Show went at it. Of course, it was sort of your typical athletic guy versus big giant man who nobody can stop. And so Shelton was doing all sorts of stuff. Um, at one point, Triple H, like we said, he was feuding with Big Show, uh, sort of came in. He was wearing like normal clothes, like civilian clothes. I think he came out from like the crowd, something like that, um, and uh, and sort of got a got a punch in on Big Show, and then ran away. Big Show chased him. And so Shelton Benjamin got the count-out victory. Yes. So good job, Shelton Benjamin. Yeah, it must have been a tag title. Well. <clears throat> Jericho. Well, here's a, there's a thing. Jericho versus DX. Maybe they were all feuding. What year was that? Jericho debuted. Oh, no, never mind, no. Is that later? It was later. Oh, okay. 2009. So I'm not sure what belt that was. I mean, he was in a tag team with Kane, but Kane didn't have a belt. <laughs> uh, big Show 2006. Maybe Kane just didn't like to cart his... Uh, that could be. He didn't want to be... Title around. Carrying that belt everywhere. Anyways. All right. Yeah. We've, we've, we found out the answer to that question. That leads us to our main event. Yeah. Ric Flair versus Edge in a TLC match for the WWE Championship. Oh, that's right. Triple H and Big Show were feuding over, like, his hand. Big Show's hand. Yeah, he busted up his hand. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was a European title for some reason. It wasn't. Um, so, yeah, bloody match, as most Ric Flair matches are. Um, I mean, he came into the match with a, a, a bandage on his forehead already <laughs> from a previous injury. Yeah. Uh, yeah, take, big show, it was Big Show and Kane. It didn't take but, what, seven minutes before he got busted up? And not even that. Four it's minutes. that. I feel like it was during Edge's theme song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when Rick was taking off his robe. Oh, this day. Starts coming down. Um, pretty early on, Edge sets up Rick on a table and is about to concerto him. Mm-hmm. Doesn't happen because Flair grabs... Edge in his front area. He grabs his dingus. Front area. Yeah, but then it eventually just becomes tights. But, like, when he first goes in there. Yeah, he had a handful of front area. It was like, uh, I wonder if that inspired Joey Ryan. Joey Ryan was like, you know what? I can turn that into something. I can suplex somebody with my dingus. Could be. Um, Edge hits Flair in the head with a chair, and that's when Flair was busted open. Oh, yeah. And And he just bled all over the place. There's a shot of a table... After there was a spot on it, and there was just this pools of somewhat coagulated blood. Dude, so if you like, it was a lot of blood. If you, is, is there something you can take to make you bleed even more profusely? I mean, you take blood thinners. That's what I was thinking. Isn't well, that's like not acid. good to bleed when you're on blood thinners because you can't. You can't stop it from yeah, bleeding. Yeah, yeah, I know. It just keeps. So you don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. But I wonder if you did that. I think Slide just knows where to cut himself. That could be. Got be it it was so, dude. His entire head. Was red. Mm-hmm. Was it was like Carino's at a heat wave. Yeah, yeah. Same thing, and I'm sure that's why Flair kept his hair blonde for all those years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a spot where Edge climbs the top rope with Flair on the table. To dying at black. No, I don't think he's naturally a blonde. That's why I meant. Oh, really? What I don't think it? so. Really? I don't know. He just, he's died in all these years? I think so. Oh, man. I could be wrong. Wow. And if he is a blonde, I would be surprised if he's that shade of blonde. Hold on a second. What? Is Ric Flair's natural hair color? 
hair color. I like these shows because we just Google half the time and learn new things. I know. It's great. Natural hair color of wrestlers. I mean, I don't want to hear gray right now. Let's see here. I mean, look, this is him back in the in 1990. Yeah, you could bleach your hair back then. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. Let's see here. Training, blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. Well, that's right in my picture. But it's not platinum blonde. weird body. Who would have thought this guy right here? He looks like a freaking Stay Puft Marshmallow Man. (laughs) (laughs) He looks like the Michelin Man. So, (laughs) he might have been a, a darker blonde. Sandy blonde. Sandy blonde. Sandy blonde. More dirty blonde. More dirty blonde. Yeah, that's what it's like. Dirty blonde. Um, but he definitely didn't have platinum blonde like he had throughout his career. True. I don't know, man. He just dyed his hair endlessly. Yeah. I don't know. That's a lot to keep up, man. I mean, he didn't. His work schedule and per, uh, like period was insane. Yeah. All he'd do is go to the hairdresser once a month and get his hair touched up. Yeah. Right. Get my, get my roots. Woo. Anyways, Flair is set up on the table by Edge. Edge does a, a, a splash off the top rope. Oh, yeah, that was great. Flair through the table. Yeah. Blood everywhere. Yeah. At one point, Flair puts Edge between the, the two sides of the ladder, starts hitting him with the chair. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Edge takes an unprotected, unprotected chair shot to the head. Yeah. Ow. Ouch. Ow. Um, Edge superplexes Flair off the ladder. Um, Edge... Climbs the ladder trying to get the belt. Flair and, tips it over. And it was, the crowd was so hot, man. The crowd was super hot. Because the whole time, the commentary team was like, oh, 17th range they for Flair. They were really pushing Yeah, they were really pushing thing, the historical yeah. aspect of yeah. it. And you have Flair's kid ringside cheering mm-hmm. him on. Yep. Um, so, yeah, Flair tips over the ladder, and Edge goes through a table ringside. Yeah. Um, Flair climbs the ladder. Lita pulls him off. Flair uh, acts like he's going to hit her. Mm-hmm. Instead, puts her in the figure four. Yeah. Um, uh, both Edge and Flair climb up the ladder and brawl up there. Edge knocks him off, gets the belt, wins. Mm-hmm. After the match, Edge spears Flair and sets him up for a concerto. Cena comes out to make the save. How long? Do you know how long Edge had that belt after he won it? Oh, the Intercontinental Championship? No, Edge. WWE oh, Kyle. Edge? Oh, I don't know. He lost at the Rumble to Cena. Oh, okay. So a couple weeks later, he lost it again. All right, well... He had that belt a lot more. Oh like, yeah, many more times after that. And that was, was a big surprising. Uh, it was surprising to me after you know such a, a, a maybe in hindsight it seems like a much huger deal than it was at the time. The cashing in the money in the bank for oh, the first yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he had the belt for like three weeks. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, John Cena. Oh, I know. <laughs> you know. Cena wins lol. Yeah, I know. I yeah, I don't know. I'm sure there's a story behind that. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. You have to think though, like between the live sex show and how good Edge was. You have to think it wasn't any indictment onto him. Oh, no, no, no. But they no, took no. it off. Of no, no, him, I think it was all about... Him and Lita were so much money together. I know. They were. So, they looked so good. I'm sure that whole storyline was 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 put in place to somewhat bring Edge up to the next level. Mm-hmm, yeah. But more so to elevate Cena to the yeah, next, sure. next level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was top guy by that point, so they were doing everything in service to push him further. Yeah. And it sure. helped Edge to have that belt for a while. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it solidified him as a main eventer. You know what's funny, too, is that, so I meant to mention this at the top of the show, it's it's really obvious that, like, you know, from listening to his podcast to just hearing anecdotally, like, we've had some friendos meet Edge before, he seriously comes off like the nicest guy oh, I know. ever. You know what I, I mean? Know. And so to see him play such an effective heel, mm-hmm. um, it's it's... It's interesting. I know. Because 
So many times, like, for example, AJ Styles. Kind of difficult for him to pull off real heel. You know what I mean? I mean, he did it. I think he did the best he could, and for the most part, he was effective, but it always seemed like he might have been a little bit self-conscious about it. Yeah, I know, exactly, because you can't... But Edge seemed to really revel in playing the bad guy. And usually, with wrestling, it's more... your your personality turned up is usually what's most effective. Yeah. And, like, for example, Kevin Owens. Some tells me Kevin Owens might be kind of a grumpy guy. If he's, you know, he's away from his family. He's obviously a big family guy. Yeah. He's probably away from his family a lot. And it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, if, if the, the Kevin Owens we see on TV is his bad side brought out for the cameras uh, and turned up to, like, yeah, 12. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It doesn't seem like it's that much more of an extension of himself. Edge, that seemed like it's pretty far away from who he really is, but he was so into it, and it was really good. Yeah. It was like a real, real, like, with AJ, it, you always just got the feeling, ah, oh, come on, he's a nice guy. Yeah. You know, he's a good, he's a family guy. With Edge, it was always like, man, that guy's a jerk, right. you know? But now, thinking back on it, it's like, oh, man, he just did a really good job playing mm-hmm. a jerk. Mm-hmm. Know. Of course, he was hitting people in the head with chairs, and you know, you know, it's... I mean, you could do that back then. It's easy to solidify well, yourself as a heel when you're... thing is, we also didn't know about concussions back then. We didn't know concussions existed back well, then. Well, that's not true at all. <laughs> I just didn't know as much. Mm-hmm. Anyways, let's talk about uh, what we're going to offer up to vote this week. All right, well... So last week, as you know, we offered up three uh, shows with Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. This week, it's Charlotte's turn. All right. So here's what we have as an opportunity, or, or the, the possible... Uh, shows we put the patrons shows up could for our vote, patrons. vote on on our Patreon. They are uh, the first NXT takeover. Yeah, there was NXT arrival before this one. This mm-hmm. is the first one branded as takeover. Yeah, um, featuring uh, a pretty significant uh, historically uh, match between Charlotte and Natalia. That's supposed to be very good. Mm-hmm. Um, also, NXT takeover rival is the uh, WWE Four Horsewomen match, Charlotte versus Sasha versus Becky versus Bailey. Yeah. And then finally, Night of Champions 2015, Charlotte versus Nikki Bella, Charlotte's first Divas title win. Mm-hmm. Um, also uh, on this card was uh, Seth Rollins defending the U.S. title against John Cena and Seth Rollins defending the WWE title against Sting. Uh, more importantly, uh, we got a Ryback match. Yeah, Kevin Owens versus Ryback. Kevin Owens versus Ryback. For the Intercontinental title. Oh, that's going to be good. Um, so... But uh, we put all these up for our patrons to vote on, and uh, you can, uh, on our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson, you can vote on them next time we do another one. Yes, and the winner is NXT TakeOver Rival. It feels weird not to say Revival. Yeah, it does. Rival. Good choice, too. Yeah, good choice. That's that's it. it. That's it. Uh, like we said, send in your uh, hit us up on the Twitter with your Ric Flair or Charlotte Flair moments in art form. Yes, for a chance to win one of two signed, signed copies, copy, of not signed by us. No, by Ric Flair and Charlotte. Actually, signed by Rick and Charlotte. Of second nature. Yeah. So very exciting. Yes. Uh, and until then, we'll talk to you guys later. You can host the best backyard barbecue. You can find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.